Good morning, and we are joined at this time by Congressman Greg Pence, who represents Indiana's 6th Congressional District on Capitol Hill for his biweekly visit. Good morning to you, Congressman. Morning, Tom. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing, sir? Well, I'm great on this beautiful, beautiful day. Indeed, it is a great way to start a week. And, uh, and of course, uh, you've been uh, back in the district lately, but uh, heading back. But uh, one of the things that um, has been on uh, front and center as far as uh, the news is concerned is Department of Homeland Security uh, launching uh, what's called a, a disinformation board. And, um, uh, and uh, you and some of your uh, about 174 of your uh, colleagues in the House, uh, House Republicans, are, are asking for answers. Uh, can you shed a little bit of light on that, please? Yeah, Tom. I, you know, I have to start out and say, what the heck is a disinformation governance board? You know, I, that that just sounds scary to me. I, you know, I uh, we wrote a letter to Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas and asked him what exactly is the purpose uh, of this board, uh, and who who is this person, Jankowitz, that you that you've appointed, that has a, a number of very questionable tweets, Facebook posts, comments uh, over the last number of years in terms of uh, what was or wasn't disinformation, and we're you know. First and foremost, Tom, is what is this all about and what's it doing in Homeland Security? Homeland Security is not supposed to be about domestic security. It, we protect Americans, but we, we protect them from outside influences around the world. And, you know, two weeks ago when I was in Congress, they actually wanted to add uh, some uh, state employees that would be participate in uh, watching terrorist organizations throughout the, the United States vis-a-vis Homeland Security. You know, I thought we had a thing called the FBI and Indiana State Police and, and county sheriffs and uh, police uh, officers in, in cities. I, I, I'm very disturbed by this, and so are uh, uh, the other 174 folks that wrote a letter to to the secretary and said, tell us what this is and who this person is and why we need it. And we've asked for a quick response. And those are one of the, that's some of the things that we can do when uh, you're in the minority, as I am as a Republican, Uh, you can do that. uh, And let's say, put the pressure on uh, agencies and and hold them accountable. So that's, that's what we're doing there, Tom. I, I'm, I just oppose the whole idea, the whole concept, period. And have you had any response yet from uh, Secretary Mayorkas? No, we have not. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see uh, how quickly he responds. And if he doesn't respond quickly, we will certainly send some more letters. So we'll, we'll see uh, what, what the explanation is. I actually think the person he appointed is not a qualified individual. So maybe maybe our questioning will, will get uh, the Department of Homeland Security to revisit uh, both what the board is and who they have on the board. And uh, what is it about the appointee that uh, the secretary has in mind that uh, troubles you uh, besides uh, some of the social media posts? Uh, what do you feel uh, 
this uh, person is not uh, why they're not qualified. Well, this individual has come out uh, adamantly against things in the past that have proven to be not disinformation. You know, Tom, I really hate to get too political on these uh, biweekly calls, but uh, uh, the Steele dossier, she said, was uh, real and uh, was actually uh, paid for by the Republicans when we now know what the truth there is. It's the Clinton uh, team uh, did that. And, um, um, y- you know, there's the the Biden, uh, Hunter Biden uh, computer that she came out a while back and said, oh, that's fake, too. And now we know that, no, it's not fake. It's very real. Her quick to judge uh, reports on things instead of studying. And she has been involved at the Wilson Center as a disinformation fellow. So she has taken an incredibly partisan position every time information comes out of there. So, you know, from a, again, political point of view, that's not the type of person anybody wants uh, judging uh, disinformation. And frankly, let's get, get right back to what I said in the beginning, Tom. What is a disinformation board? That that's scary. That that sounds like uh, the SS or uh, uh, Big Brother or you know the Communist Party watching over us. All right, so that's something that uh, we're going to definitely uh, keep an eye on there. And uh, another thing that uh, you've been uh, active with, uh, Congressman, is um, um, trying to uh, get the get President Biden to uh, not unilaterally. Uh, uh, revoke uh, foreign terrorist organization designations, and uh, can you uh, expand on that further, please? Exactly, Tom. You know, right, the, the president, the Biden administration was had reopened the Iran nuclear deal and was in their negotiations, which we had, which the previous administration had shut down. One of the things that the the Biden administration was saying that they they would take the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, uh, which are very are uh, totally linked with Hamas. They would take them off the foreign terrorist organization watch list. Now, here's here's the way this works, Tom. To get on a foreign terrorist watch list, the the president of the United States would would identify an organization in the world that would be identified as a terrorist organization. And then the Congress certifies slash ratifies that designation. So there's a little bit of a check and balance there, which I think is healthy. To take an organization off the terrorist watch list, there isn't that check or balance. So the bill I've introduced with Foreign Affairs Committee, Michael McCall, is that if the president were to take somebody off of a terrorist watch group, that it would then also go for a check and balance to the to the Congress, the House and the Senate, to certify or ratify that those organizations should be taken off. Now, if they're if it's not certified, then they would not be taken off. So. I think it's a little bit of a, 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 we'll call it a gap or a missing part 
in procedure, and uh, I've gotten a lot of support in that. And I'll be actually, when I go out to D.C. tomorrow, I'll be working on getting more uh, uh, sponsors onto that bill. I, I think it's a good bill. It's a bipartisan bill. It's not against the administration. It just says, hey, let's make sure we're doing the right thing when we take somebody off uh, the terror watch list. Okay, so it's it's a case where it's um, the executive branch can't uh, you know act by fiat. They have to go through the um, uh, the process at the uh, the legislative branch. Exactly, Tom. Just like they had to to put an organization on the terrorist watch group list. All right, and with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick timeout, and we'll continue our conversation with Congressman Greg Pence right after this. And welcome back as we continue our visit with Congressman Greg Pence. And, uh, Congressman, uh, lighten things up a little bit. Uh, I understand that uh, the uh, Indianapolis uh, FOP uh, peace officers had a memorial service that you recently attended. They do. You know, Tom, you and I have talked about our uh, the new district will be the 6th. So starting next January, I will have part of Marion County and the uh, Indianapolis Police officers every year hold a memorial for those that were seriously injured or or gave their life in the line of duty and this is the 45th annual uh fop peace officer service and i got to attend that uh and meet the most recent casualty which uh fortunately he is doing very well and out and about his, his name is thomas mangan uh he was shot in the neck and he and I actually carried on a conversation. He's, uh, so he's getting much better all the time. He's a man of very strong faith and has a wonderful supporting wife standing by him. You know, as Tom, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge law enforcement uh, supporter and can, will continue to be and what, whatever I can do to, to highlight uh, the risks they take every day and the sacrifices that they and their family make. Uh, I, every chance I get, that I do that. And uh, how long ago uh, was it that this uh, officer was wounded in the line of duty? I think it's a number of months. I, I believe it's about three months ago, and it, it was a very difficult recovery. He was unable to speak. He has a he has a tube in his neck. Uh, I grew up with the gentleman that, that had that. But, uh, you know, modern medicine really is a miracle anymore. But he was doing very well and uh, uh, was standing there in uniform. He's still in the force. Oh, wow. So uh, so he was uh, he was upright and, um, you know, uh, was, it, was he able to uh, move without assistance or anything? Yes. Yeah, and, okay. and he attended. He intended the memorial service, uh, just yep. walking around. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. But yeah, as, as you say, yeah. modern medicine—it's amazing what uh, what they can do, especially something as serious as that. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, and, and I think you know, faith and mm-hmm. having a having a good partners by your side. He he recognized both of those things in uh, part in on his road to recovery. Indeed. So uh, it's uh, yeah. great, and, you know, great to hear so that. We, we were out in the district all, all last week. Uh, you know, we had the primary. Uh, I was successful. So uh, we'll just get out today and tomorrow. And, and uh, we got out a, a church dedication uh, a little week ago. Of course, Mother's Day yesterday. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. That was 
got to spend the day with my brothers and uh, and my mom and my wife, and I have a daughter-in-law and two two daughters that are mothers as well. So it was a big day, busy day yesterday. Indeed, it was. And uh, as far as and of course, uh, you mentioned the primary and uh, you know uh, surviving the uh, the challenge. And uh, were there other uh, events that uh, you attended around the district uh, while uh, while you've been in town? Yeah, we got out. We meet with all all different folks. Uh, there were some businesses that we stopped by uh, last week. Of course, primary. You know that that took quite a bit of time. And, you know, I got out, uh, I'll be heading actually to uh, 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 Greenfield today. I got up into Greenwood and Franklin last week, you know, just making, just stopping by and getting to know folks and uh, uh, talking to folks, a number of business roundtable on Friday. So I, I'll just keep doing this. You know, it's, it's how I, what I need to do when I go out to D.C. like I'll do tomorrow. And uh, looking ahead to uh, this week, once you get to the nation's capital, um, what's on your radar? Well, I don't get me started there, Tom. <laughs> There's some strange bills. I think we're going to be dealing with uh, uh, TSA workers unionizing. I'm I'm sorry to report to you that a bill that may come to the floor is the unionization of uh, congressional staff. Not sure why my staff should collectively bargain with me. That doesn't make a lot of sense since my staff are actually governed by Indiana law. Uh, so, you know, there's, uh, there's, uh, we'll see what's going on. I do know that there is a, another Ukrainian bill, support bill, uh, and COVID relief bill probably combined coming to the floor to spend more money. I, I, I really have to take a good look at that. With inflation totally out of control, spending totally out of control, and as you and I both know, we have we live in communities that they don't even know what they can or can't do with the last COVID package. I don't know why we need to spend more. Let's use the money that's already out there if we need to deal with covid an increase in COVID going forward. So I think it's going to be a strange week, Tom, for sure. All right. And then uh, anything else uh, before we let you uh, get back to it, Congressman? Yeah, probably a big deal is they opened up uh, about 10 days ago. Uh, you can come out and visit again. In You can come and see us in our offices in D.C., and we can take people on tours again. And that's the first time in two years. So if you have an interest in coming out, remember, we're still your congressperson until next January. Give our give our office a shout. Come out. We'll give you a tour of the Capitol building and get you into other places as well. All right. And uh, what, as always, uh, the uh, contact information is pence.house.gov. Got all all the info you need right there. All right. Well, Congressman Greg Pence, we sure appreciate your time again this morning. And uh, we will talk to you again in two weeks. Um, have a great day.